For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office, one call, that's all studios at Radio City. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Across ESPN Wisconsin, he's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Joshi Namaz, you're running the show. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. That, the old National Bank, talking text line, get old. Uh, we've got another final Packer preseason game coming up, and yet the story remains. Aaron Charles Rodgers, and all it takes is a comment from Devontae Adams about how he's the Michael Jordan of football for the entire world to react. Do I think he went a little far? Yes. Do I understand what he was saying? Yes. But I also love the way that Chris Mad Dog Russo reacted today on ESPN. This from First Take. What is he in the playoffs? What is he in the playoffs? 11 10. 11 10 in the playoffs. 11 10. He has played 21 playoff games, and this guy, that Devontae Adams, is referring and referencing Michael Jordan and you. Okay. Who all of a sudden want to sit there and tell me today he's the most talented player ever to play the position. position. There's more about the position of quarterback besides talent. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to inspire inspire your teammates. You're right about that. In postseason play, when he's had plenty of chances, he's 11 up and 10 down. You know what he is? He's a 500 quarterback, and he's Jared Goff. In postseason play. Whoa. Oh my lord. Whoa. Now you have crossed the line. You have crossed the line. Something is wrong with you. Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff are being mentioned in the same sentence. Postseason was. 800 990 We want to hear from you. Is the 10 and 11 and 10 record in the postseason more? Aaron Rodgers' fault or his teammates' fault? 800-990-3776. Something tells me that Mad Dog using Jared Goff as a comparison there was just meant to be a little inflammatory and provocative, Ben. I'm not exactly sure that that's a real comparison. I tend to fully agree with you that it was a little tongue in cheek. You know, we can be some, we can be tongue in cheek here on Scalzo and Brust. You get, you gotta, you gotta respect the Mad Dog Russo Jared Goof throw in at Aaron Rodgers there because it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, look, my favorite part of that uh, entire clip was <laughs> when he did call uh, or, or compare Aaron Rodgers to Jared Goff. The first take desk had their own, like, woo section. Oh, oh, can you believe that Mad Dog said that? Oh, my gosh. He said that Aaron Rodgers was like Jared Goff. Can you believe that, Greg? 
I could not believe it. I mean, how do you invoke Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers in the same sentence when Aaron Rodgers is such a uh, such a much more talented player? Uh, but in the end, uh, you look at his playoff record, you look at his playoff stats, he's not the same guy in the postseason that he is in the regular season. I know that might be new to a lot of people out there, but he's just not the same MVP caliber quarterback when it gets down to it. Now, Doggy says that he ultimately is responsible for elevating the level of his team. My issue is that a lot of times in the biggest games, Aaron's play itself isn't where it needs to be. If he can do that, then I don't need him to elevate the the, the, play, the level of his team. I just need him to elevate himself. We saw it last season in the postseason. Go back to 2014 against the Seahawks when I blame Aaron Rodgers for that loss. Your defense gets four interceptions off of Russell Wilson. By the way, shout out to Jesse Temple at The Athletic. If you have not read it, fantastic oral history of that 2011 Badger season with Russell Wilson coming to town. Really, really fun read for me on the toilet this morning. Hold on. I apologize. That was I should not have mentioned that I was on the toilet for that. That is my bad. That was inappropriate. I, my overall point is that ultimately that game, four interceptions, first half, Aaron Rodgers gets the interception. You should win that game. And in the end, the Aaron Rodgers and the offense failed. I blame Mike McCarthy. I blame Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to hear anybody say the words Brandon Bostick because you're talking about a fourth string tight end. You're talking about a special team guy. Aaron gets the credit when he wins. Should he get the blame when he loses? 800-990-3776. Let's go to Mark in Watertown on the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. Mark, welcome to Scalzo and Brust. Who do you blame? I blame Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy wasted the best years of Aaron Rodgers' career with bad coaching and never played to win. He always played to not lose. Now, Mark, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just won back-to-back MVPs, so couldn't you make an argument that he's still in some of his best years, if not his best? Um, I'm saying with the team. It's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is playing great, but I'm talking about just the team in general. You had Clay Matthews. You had all those guys that you had these top receivers for all those years. And Mike McCarthy, we could all predict every play he was going to call every time they were on the field. All right. Thank you, Mark. Watertown. I think a lot of people like to blame Mark McCarthy. And I do think McCarthy, towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay, it became very obvious that that combination of uh, Rodgers at quarterback, Mike McCarthy at head coach, was not a winning combination. Uh, I do think the Packers made the move to ultimately, uh, to, to ultimately, you know, move on from him. They bring in Matt LaFleur. He gets the renaissance. But nobody could sit here and pretend that Aaron Rodgers against the San Francisco 49ers last year and that loss was anything close to what he should have been. You go back the year before I, I Tampa. Say the Buccaneers game actually bothers of me those, more than that. Coming off of those interceptions, I feel like, you know, that, that, that he should have. Now, I'm Aaron's number one supporter, but part of being a number one supporter is ultimately uh, you <laughs> is ultimately you need to hold the person you're supporting accountable. 800-990-3776. Let's go to the official. Uh, a clown of the Scalzo and Brust family, the man who believes that the Packers would be better off with Jordan Love over Aaron Rodgers, the sole leader of the Jordan Love train. He is Mark in New Berlin. The legendary Mark in New Berlin. 
Now, last play of the game, what happened there? I forgot. Could you refresh my memory? Who dropped that ball? The Good. choker, Aaron. Well, Mark, you're an idiot. Mark in New Berlin, what do you got? Mad Dog is a genius. <laughs> he is a genius. If I was Jared Goff, I'd be offended to be compared to that joker. <laughs> I don't care. He's a five-time MVP. Why do we play football? Why do we play the games? So we look good for the season? We do it to win a Super Bowl. We haven't won one in 13 years. Wait, what? I mean, Why do you keep adding How can you do math? You can't keep, you can't like, keep adding your point, years. It's still compelling if you say 11 <laughs> years. But you, like, you, you do the math wrong years. every time. It okay, was February of 2011, Mark. Do the math now. That's 12 years. <laughs> Just continue let's, on. Let's, put it in my, let's, let's do it simple for, for Bruss. That's like if you went to kindergarten all the way through high school. That's a long time, isn't it, gentlemen? K through 12. I don't want to be compared to Aaron Rodgers. That's terrible. He chokes. He sucks. We're not going to do it this year. Let the Ferrari in. You'll see the Ferrari tonight. The Ferrari that Mark in New Berlin is referring to is Jordan Love. 262 chimes in. 800-990-3776 says uh, the 11-10 playoff record is 100% on Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't take chances and worries about his stats too much. Yeah, that's garbage. That is that is complete hogwash. Like, if you think Aaron Rodgers is worried about his stats and, and the way that it looks in the playoffs... He's ultimately like he's about winning football games, guys. What are we doing here? Maybe, maybe in the regular season, sure, but to throw that into the playoffs, uh, I won't buy into that for a second. He's too competitive a guy. He wants to win football games. He's not worried about oh, I got to throw this one fifty yards out of bounds because an inc- incompletion looks better than uh, trying to throw it into a tight window. If anything, he took way too much of a chance focusing on one guy in the last playoff game of San Francisco. In going at Devontae Adams too much. TJ from the road says Aaron owns three of those championship losses. Uh, I'll give you two of the losses for sure. Um, certainly at Seattle uh, in in that game, I will put on Aaron Rodgers. Last year. Last year wasn't a championship game. Oh, that's true. So that's if we true. count, that's if true. we count last year's playoff loss, forgot. I'm good with three because I'll put Tampa and I'll put Seattle on him. The San Francisco 2019 season, they were just no, the they were weren't ready. They were a team that was there. And that 2016 Atlanta team was was a better team than the Packers was that year as well, and they blew them out in the first half. I mean, that the final of 44-21 makes that game, game see closer, seem closer than it actually was. No, look, yeah, I, I'm with you. It, it's, what's crazy is since the Packers won 13 games each of the last three years, in my head it feels like that San Francisco game was – uh, NFC Championship game just because they had somehow got there that sa- the the year that they lost in 2019 to San Francisco just by somehow being 13 and three and having nobody having any idea how they got there. 800-990-3776. The number to get into the show will open up the phone lines to talk with you, the Scalzo and Brust family. Uh, 11 and 10 in 21 postseason games for Aaron Rodgers. Is that record more on Aaron Rodgers or on his teammates? 800 990 Mac from Nashota chimes in and says it's actually pretty remarkable that First Take found someone more annoying than Stephen A. to spew their embarrassing 
takes. Um, I disagree. I, disagree I love both well. Stephen A. and I love Doggy. Um, I do think that look, look, they're both showmen, much like our very own Ben Bross. They're showmen. They yeah, put on a show. I actually think I need to study them together on first take more and bring that to Scalzo and Brust. Tom in Milwaukee says, Enough McCarthy bashing. The Cowboys lead the NFL in yard per game and points per game last season. Um, I think there's a gentleman in that uh, coaching staff named Kellen Moore who's going to receive far more of that credit than Will Mike McCarthy. 800 990 3776, 11 and 10. Who do you blame more, Aaron Rodgers or his teammate? I know one thing you can never blame, and that's Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. And right now, they want you to win the ultimate Wisconsin Sports Fan Weekend, courtesy of Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. You and a guest can enjoy Friday night baseball in Milwaukee, a football Saturday in Madison, and a Sunday night with the green and gold. All you have to do, find a QR code. We'll tell you exactly where to find them. Scan that QR code and enter to win an amazing sports fan experience across all of those events, including transportation, lodging, tailgating, and Ticket King gift cards. Again, transportation, lodging, tailgating, Ticket King gift cards. Tremendous opportunity if you're in Milwaukee. You could find the QR code at Club Paragon, Champs in Lake Geneva, Kelly's Bleachers in Broadstop. If you're in Madison, you could find it at Pitcher's Pub, Fifth Quarter, Wilson's, LJ's, Epo, Echo Tap, and Deeks. The ultimate Wisconsin sports fan weekend from Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer. We'll hear exactly what Devontae Adams had to say about Aaron Rodgers and his comparison to Michael Jordan. And who do you blame for the postseason record? Is it Aaron? Is it his teammates? We'll discuss it next with you, the Scalzo and Bruss family, here on Scalzo and Bruss, presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brust. What's your favorite type of art? What types are there? <laughs> Do you have a favorite artist? Van Gogh. Scalzo and Brust. <laughs> there is no to everything. No. I was really- nothing about Van Gogh except he's missing an ear. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why no he's my question. favorite. I was going to see how many questions I could get to prove what an art fraud he is. I'm not an art fraud. I just think art is dumb, but I love art. <laughs> Can you love something and think it's dumb all in the same? Absolutely. A lot of people love me. (laughs) He's he's on a roll. Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Grateful Dead Thursday here on Scalzo and Brust. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. You, the Scalzo and Brust family on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, calling us, texting us, 800-990-3776. I love the Grateful Dead. The Green Bay Packers in full go preseason uh, in preseason, have a game uh, coming up here shortly. But the story of the day is Aaron Rodgers, all spurned by Devontae Adams' comments comparing Aaron Rodgers to Michael Jordan. Josh, play the clip. His computer's freezing. Josh, you're supposed to play it now. Now. I don't discount anything you know, that, that Aaron was able to do for me because, I mean, he, he's the best quarterback, you know, in my opinion, to play this game. 
I think a lot of what he did for me was not just about the type of balls or whatever that he threw, you know, great back shoulder, whatever. Like, there was obviously that, but the the way that he, he had the Michael Jordan effect as far as, like, he going he gonna to make you play better. He going he gonna to bring out your best just by being on the field. It's not even about, like, like he was a great leader, but it was, it was more so just about I'm out here with Aaron Rodgers. Like, you would always notice in OTAs, like, you know, every now and then a, a guy that's in his, what, 15th year at that point or whatever, they get days off in OTAs, so it'd be times where he wasn't practicing, and you would just notice people start to, like, not, not fall off, not, not practicing hard, but it wasn't the same as when Aaron is out there. That, Devontae Adams invoking the name of Michael Jordan, talking about the MJ effect that Aaron has on teammates. Now, Devontae felt that firsthand. However, however, Aaron Rodgers only 11-10 and 10 in the postseason. Who's to blame? Is it Aaron Rodgers or is it those teammates who maybe he didn't elevate enough? 800-990-3776. Let's take a look at the old National Bank talking text line. Dan and Sheboygan, welcome to Scalzo and Bruss. What do you think? I think I, I think a lot of it has to blame with the coaching situation, especially recently, because things that shouldn't happen in high school games were happening. Like the last play and a half with Kevin Kane and the Hail Mary, having a blocked punt, the whole situation in the playoffs, the whole situation with Seattle, that was another special teams breakdown. McCarthy as a head coach compared to McCarthy, you know, maybe as a, I, I think a lot of it, Aaron hasn't exactly had the best coaches around him. If he was with Andy Reid, like Patrick Mahomes been the last three years, all along, I think he might have one or two more wins. But I mean, I think this Mike Lafleur is getting a huge pass because of Rodgers. Because some of these things just can't happen. They don't happen in New England. Yeah, no. Thank, I, you, for thank you for the call. Now, I, I do think that again. I think sometimes the Packers get beat up a little bit too much, and this is where I think that uh, uh, you you've got folks like. Mad Dog Russo, who are going to hear that and think, well, that's an excuse. And there happens to be a lot of excuses around Aaron Rodgers because you could look at a Patriots Super Bowl to the Eagles where the coaching staff decided to not play their best defensive player in Malcolm Butler, and we still haven't figured that out. There's a lot of different uh, coaching gaffes that Andy Reid made where before he went to the Chiefs and won a Super Bowl, Andy Reid kind of was a punchline for the postseason. He He was a laughing stock. he, He got the Eagles to... Uh, three straight, or really four straight uh, NFC Championship games. Finally won one, and then lost in the Super Bowl. Uh, I do think Aaron with that team early on, Mike McCarthy was a good coach then. I think the game passed him by a little bit. Uh, and right now, he's paired with one of the best young offensive minds. So, uh, do I think that he's been set up the way that Tom Brady was, with possibly the greatest NFL coach of all time? No. But only one guy was. Tom Brady. I, I don't know if Aaron's situation is that much worse off than any other quarterback outside of Tom Brady. And I still think Tom Brady without Bill wins, you know, five. He maybe doesn't win six, but he probably wins five. 800-990-3776. Let's go to Levi, the official unofficial shipping and handling guy of the Scalzo and Bruss right. family. Levi, All where, right. where do you put the blame? Hey, guys. I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on over there? Just doing some uh, some sports radio here. Packers, well, baby. no kidding. I know. I miss you guys. But we anyway, miss you. So, I know. Being independent here for the last three months feels fantastic. But anyway, the question that I heard that, who is this, Chris Mad? Who is this guy again? I heard about this. What's his name? Chris Mad Dog Russo. Hall of Famer. I mean, 
man, I'm going to be careful with my words because I don't want to get in trouble from the FCC, but I'll say, what the hell is that guy thinking? That's the dumbest thing I ever heard about Jared Goff. That is ridiculous. You know, Joshy, let's but, hear it again in honor of Levi. I think I think we need more Mad Dog Russo. Benny? What is eleven and ten in the playoffs? Right. Eleven so, and ten. He has played twenty-one playoff games, mm-hmm. and this guy, that Devontae Adams, is referring and referencing Michael Jordan, Jordan and you, okay. who all of a sudden want to sit there and tell me today he's the most talented player ever to play the position. There's more about the position of quarterback besides talent. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to aspire, inspire your teammates. You're right about that. In postseason play, when he's had plenty of chances, he's 11 up and 10 down. You know what he is? He's a 500 quarterback, and he's Jared Goff. In postseason play. Whoa. Oh my lord! Whoa. Now you have crossed the line. You have crossed the line. Something is wrong with you. Aaron Rodgers and Jared Goff are being mentioned in the same sentence. Postseason was. Levi, they crossed the line. Oh, my I can't stop laughing. That is just ridiculous. That is a, that's stupid. But oh man, I couldn't stop laughing. When I heard that. Oh man, but. That is just that is ridiculous. Thank, Thank you, you for the Levi. call. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was part of the goal was to was to put something out there that is ridiculous for us to react to. Um, but we do have a Lions fan on Twitter at Scalzo and Bross. This our guy Jerry, Big Jer. Shout out to Big Jer, especially for those out there on fourteen thirty ESPN Beaver Dan. Me and Big Jer once called a Golden Beavers hockey game on fourteen thirty WBEV. True story. Big Jer chimes in and says, as a Lions fan, it's funny to me that both Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff each have the same number of Super Bowl appearances as Aaron Rodgers. And I guess if you combine Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff, they have more, they have more Super Bowl appearances than Aaron Rodgers. I don't find that funny. Um, I do find that Shocking. I think when you have anybody as talented as Aaron Rodgers, the one comp in terms of... of uh, I mean, really, you look at Aaron Rodgers, you look at Peyton Manning, and you probably look at Dan Marino in terms of guys who have been so great, and yet their postseason accomplishments have fallen short of their greatness. Am I missing anybody? Not off the top of my head, but I think your point is made. But I think the common denominator there is Sean McVay. You know, whether whether it's fair to Matt LaFleur or not, Sean McVay as a young head coach for the Los Angeles Rams has been able to put them in a situation where no matter what who the quarterback is, they've had a really, really good defense, and they've had a system in which you kind of can plug and play that quarterback. And yes, Matthew Stafford did step up in one point in time for the Rams last year um, in their in their uh, I think I want to say it was the divisional game where I watched him march down the field late in the fourth quarter and I was like okay like Matthew Stafford made some plays and they also had a really good team and they and Odell Beckham showed up for the team and they were able to get some pieces midseason so from the midseason acquisition to having Sean McVay as the head coach I'd say that is a common denominating theme for the Los Angeles Rams that the Packers have not had 
Bo in Fort Atkinson chimes in, 800-990-3776, says, I'm the biggest Packer hater there is. Well, then you don't know Jim Rutledge. And even though, I, and even I can admit, Rodgers' playoff record is not his fault. All regular season, he fills the voids his team has. Come playoff time, though, it's just too hard to make up for the team's weaknesses, especially when he's playing top-tier teams. Well... Let's see if that's true this year then. I mean, you have a defense that everyone is touting. You have Rich Passaccia, who came in specifically to make the special teams any better than last in the league. And then you have said Aaron Rodgers, who covers up flaws for the offense. Um, It's a challenge for him with young wide receivers, but it's Aaron Rodgers. I have no doubt that halfway through the season, this offense will be in the top ten. Nick and Madison chimes in and says it's funny how the Packers haven't done enough for Aaron and Aaron is average. Maybe blank happens like Mercedes fumbling for the sixth time in his 17-year career when they were marching down for a second touchdown. I mean, the idea that we're talking about a second freaking touchdown in a playoff game with the greatest quarterback or who many want to say is the greatest quarterback of all time is asinine, but uh, let's move beyond that, and I just don't believe that any team can be consistently that lucky. I also lucky. lost track of how many three and outs that he had in that game. Was it four or six? I'm not sure, but there's no way a team can be that unlucky across that many different teammates and across that many different coaches. Like, there's something there, um, and I am not of the belief that the Packers haven't done enough for Aaron. I think the Packers have very much have done plenty for Aaron Rodgers. What was the woo in my ear? Josh was wooing at us, and I shook my head. No, I'm not wooing right now. Wow, what's the woo? Woo, baby, it's so screaming good. Oh, in the middle of my sentence, Josh? All right, I appreciate that. Um, I don't think the Packers have failed Aaron. I do think that Aaron, at times in the postseason, hasn't lived up to uh, to to his his maximum potential. Woo, woo! It's so screaming good, baby. That's the screaming Sicilian pizza from our great friends at Palermo's. Whether it's the whole milk mozzarella cheese, their secret tomato recipe sauce, or the tons of toppings all piled up with that delicious stone buttered fiery crust, you get nothing better. Then the blind draw. I have all five right now in my freezer from Bessie's Revenge to Holy Pepperoni to Mother of Meat to Mambo Italiano to the Supremus Maximus. They also have the thin and crispy. Um, I'm trying to put you know some weight on, so I'm try- I actually like want to have more toppings. Um, thin and crispy, delicious. Had it, amazing. But I want the tons of toppings that you are going to get with the Screaming Sicilian to match the workouts in the morning that I'm getting. So find your screaming pleasure. Go to your local grocer's freezer and pick out a Screaming Sicilian, and you will do yourself a favor. 800-990-3776. As always, the number two get into the show. We do have one or zero coming up next tonight. The Packers' final preseason game before their opener on September 11th. Will you watch all four quarters of tonight's game? We'll talk about it next in one or zero. It is Scalzo and Russ presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light, Scalzo and Brust. I basically did the Josh DiMaggio shoe of, of Ben Getaway told Rod in the key to his face that he wasn't important enough to be talking to him at that point. <laughs> well, as we know, as the, earlier this week told us, when Ben sniffs a little power, he's going to spend his time wisely. I'm, I slither my way to the right uh, angle to find the right people, and Ron, you weren't that guy. Nobody can find an ass to kiss quite like Ben Brust. Mwah! Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Great.
Grateful Dead Thursday here on Scalzo and Bross. We're presented by Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Josh Dimash running the show at the one call. That's all Gruber Law Offices in Milwaukee. We got Alex G hanging out at the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown off the Capitol Square. Don't even think about it, Ben. Uh, shout out to our guy Alex G out there. But let's get right into it, Joshy. It's time to play a little one or zero. Are you a one or a zero? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Are you a yes or a no? There's no such thing as a gray area. Life is binary. It's just a one or a zero. He is Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. We're your contestants for one or zero. Josh DiMaggio is your host. He asks us a question. We say one for yes, zero for no. There is no gray area. Josh, you take it away. Tonight is the Packers' final preseason game before their opener. On September 11th, 1 or 0, you will watch all four quarters of tonight's game. Zero. I will watch the quarters that matter, um, but when it gets into the second half, sayonara, Green Bay Packers game, sayonara. And I actually don't think I'll be home for the first portion of that, so I'm going to actually go to my app and record it right now. Uh, No, I will not be watching all four quarters of the game tonight. It's a zero. It's a zero. One or zero. The NFL preseason will always exist. Uh, One, but as I talked about with Tausch, I do think we're headed towards an 18-game regular season, a two-game preseason, which I know is going to hurt the people at the back end of the roster, but let's be real. Who cares about the people at the back end of the roster? (sighs) That's so rude. It's true. I mean, it's it's true. Greg, I try to convince myself each year that I care about the people on the back end of the roster, even though I know I don't. Just let me have that convincing of myself. You don't care about the people down the street at the factory. You don't care about the people who get laid off at this company. You don't care about... So, like, why do we pretend to care about... I gave 60 bucks to a guy who duped me because I thought he was homeless. I cared about him. That's an entirely different situation. That was so that you could talk about the good deed that you did. We're getting off track, Josh. What do we got next? The Ringer has ranked the Packers 20th in their all-in index this season behind teams like the Titans, Bengals, Colts, Steelers... Tommies, Panthers, Saints, and Dolphins. Winner zero. You want the Packers to go all in more this season. You're going to let him say commies on the air? It's the Commanders. Come it on. is the Commanders, Josh. Clean it up. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I mean, look, like, one, you always want the Packers to go more all in every season. Um, but I actually still think that they've got some shouldn't say that. I, I think they've got some uh, some powder still left. They've got some change left in the purse, uh, if you will. Um, <laughs> so they've got money, and there's guys out there, million. including Odell, Be- Odell Beckham Jr. I'd like to go and see him go out and get somebody to, uh, to add to this offense here in the season. A wise friend once told me mm-hmm. at the casino that the chips are ammo. I'd like to think the salary cap is ammo for the Green Bay Packers this year. And they make some moves with those chips in the uh, in the arsenal. But you, you just made, just keep it wrong. One or zero. The Packers think they are all in this season. Um, I mean zero. Like like it's bad business to go all in on any one year. Like it just is. Uh, all in meaning all in. All in means like you have. Empty all of the change in your purse, since we don't want to make ammo references. Um, all the change in your purse is being spent. Do they still have draft picks for next year, Joshi? Yep. Do they still have draft picks the year after? Yep. Yeah, then they're not like truly the Can most they restructure contracts to create more salary cap? Yep. Yeah. 
There it is. Baseball's Wait, test run. Wait, why can't run. I say? Why? I'm not interested. Baseball's test run of a pitch clock has been a major success in the minor leagues with the average length of game streaking to two and a half hours while not impacting any other part of the game. Winner zero. Faster MLB games will make baseball more popular. Zero. It's not about the pace of the game. It's about the product of the game. And I don't think the pace will change whether you you know the action is any different, in my opinion. So you think the quality of content actually matters more than the pace at which you're going? Uh, I tend to agree okay. on that. Yes, like what ropes me into and, and, and Greg. It's funny you, we had a conversation earlier about um, bad baseball versus good baseball, and I had said, "Oh, I like watching bad baseball." I don't know where I was, but I was wa- oh, I was watching some bad baseball, and I was like, "Greg was right." Like bad baseball's bad. Bad baseball's bad. Uh, I'm a one here. Faster uh, is better. Faster in this uh, faster in this world is like you need to get through these games quicker. Tension spans are getting shorter, Josh. Uh, it's the it's the TikTok nature that the kids are growing into these days. You have to have to evolve with the times. One or zero. Two and a half hours is still too long for a baseball game. Zero. That's that's an NBA game, right? The NBA games are usually two hours, a little over two hours, fifteen minutes. Uh, for a baseball game, I think if you could get consistently down to two and a half hours, that's a big improvement. Yeah, I would go zero as well. I think that's the ideal time. I mean, college football games are like four hours, and I, like again, content's good, so I still watch all four hours. We've got that extremely long halftime coming up that I forget happens every single year. What do you mean in college football? It's like yes. forty minutes long. I mean, it's it twenty, forever. but it feels like forty. All right, let's move on to some non-sports here. Club 77 in Sydney has garnered some unwanted attention for its new staring policy that will remove people who are caught staring at someone without that person's consent. One or zero. You'd be okay with, with someone asking your consent to stare at you. One, absolutely. More eyes on me, the better. More ears on me, the better. More everything on me, the better. I don't, I don't understand this. Like, isn't it? So the idea is to try to get somebody to come up and say, can I stare at you? It's to... I understand. It's to get the creeps out, which I am fully supportive of. If you're staring at somebody who you make them feel uncomfortable, get the hell out of the place. Kick them all out. I don't even think they should be allowed to. Like, how uncomfortable... If you're not named Ben Brust, how uncomfortable would it be if somebody said, can I come... Can I stare at you? Yeah. I'm I'm guessing this is generally... um, You think I'm one out of a hundred here? A thousand. Yeah, I think you're one out of a thousand. More like one in a million. One or zero. Come on, give me a sick reference, bro. One or zero. People watching is the best part about going to the bar or club. Zero. Zero. Just booze. It. Yeah. It's it's the the revelry. It's actually being around the people that you want to be with. Friends, Josh. I've got a lot of friends. A woman in Rhode Island unknowingly drove to her job in Massachusetts with a partially naked and an extremely intoxicated 20-year-old man sleeping on the floor of the back of her vehicle. One or zero. You could accidentally drive to work with someone sleeping in the back of your car. Zero, because I open up my back seat every day because I put my child in there and drop her off at daycare. That's a good point. It's impossible. It's impossible for (laughs) me to miss that. I would notice. uh, That's part of my morning routine. I'm going to go with zero because I put my backpack or my workout bag in the back seat uh, before I leave the garage. One or zero. You found a stranger sleeping in your car, house, or around it before. Zero. I am lame as can be. Like, there's no way I ever would have left. Never in Madison there was anybody sleeping like... One, on my porch. Yep. (laughs) Multiple times in Madison, yes. Yeah, like I said, I'm a lame and you guys aren't. I mean, I don't think that makes you a lame. 
My guess is Ben Bruss did have somebody sleeping somewhere around him, like passed out from the night, and you just didn't even notice. That's not true at all. I'm very aware of my surroundings at all times. Uh, I hope that you're aware of your surroundings, especially if you're a homeowner, especially if you're a first-time homeowner, and even if you are aware of your surroundings, even if you're confident in your abilities to uh, properly assess the risks around you. I could not recommend American Family Insurance enough when it comes to your auto, when it comes to your home insurance. I bundle them together, and when you protect both your home and auto with American Family, you can save up to 28%. AmFam is amazing because they have the resources, of course, of being a Fortune 250 company. They've got the technology, the digital home quoting tools to help you pick the best policy to build your own policy, the special coverages that they come up with to protect you from the unexpected, but they also have the personal touch and the service that you only get from working with a local American family insurance agent, somebody in your community, somebody you know, somebody that has your back, somebody you build a relationship with so that when you do need to submit a claim, when something unexpected does happen, you know exactly where to go and you know exactly what to do. That's been my experience working with my agent, Katie Lee. She's fantastic. The entire agency there, when we had to submit a claim, boom, give them a call. When I had to follow up, I called back. I knew exactly who I was talking to. I didn't have to, you know, talk to somebody else, be on hold, call some nameless, faceless 800 number. That's not what you get with American Family Insurance. AmFam.com to find your local American Family Insurance agent. Again, AmFam.com. Max Kellerman doesn't believe that you can invoke MJ's name when talking about Aaron Rodgers. If you compared Aaron Rodgers to any other athlete in history, who would you compare him to? We'll listen to you next on the Scalzo and Brush Show here presented by Bud Light. You're listening to Bud Light Scalzo and Brush. I googled during the break what a suppository is. It is not a sperm bank. It is not a backdoor in the alleyway. It is not a place that information is held. It is a thing that you stick up your anus to deliver drugs. Medicine, but drugs does apply there, but you kind of make it seem like... I mean, the first thing that came up was drugs, not medicine. Mm. Go to a drugstore to buy... No, no, no. Medicine like, and drugs are... Like, this. I just wrote suppository, and it says, A suppository is another way to deliver a drug. That means like a medicine, like a drug in medicine. This suppository are, thing how, is driving me How nuts. do you Google something and get it wrong? <laughs> Subscribe and listen to full show podcasts available free on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Scalzo and Brust on a Grateful Dead Thursday. We're presented by Bud Light. He's Ben Brust. I'm Greg Scalzo. Packers get ready for their final preseason game tonight. But that's not the story. Nope. The story today is all about Aaron Rodgers because Devontae Adams compared him to the great Michael Jordan. Some might call him the GOAT. And uh, talking about how both MJ and Aaron elevate the play of their teammates around them. We don't need to get into the MJ-LeBron debate today. We will get into it, I'm sure, at some point here. Um, But in general, that made a lot of people react because MJ's got how many rings? Six. Aaron's got how many rings? One. Max Kellerman wasn't having it. MJ didn't always elevate everybody. MJ could be Mm -hmm. tough, man. You had to have a certain kind of personality to deal with MJ. Your mindset had to be different. But here's a guy who I always strong. felt yeah, here's a guy who I always felt elevated the whole team. 
and you know this when he walks in the room. Magic Johnson, he's not, Michael Jordan's better than Magic Johnson, I get it. But Magic Johnson can walk into a room and make everyone in the room <clears throat> feel like they need to be the best version of themselves because he, that's the way he sees you. He sees you as the best version of yourself, and you don't want to mm-hmm. let him down because of that. He has this ability to lead and uplift, right? That's right. Any room he walks into. By the way, great quarterbacks are the same thing. You know who gives everyone a good feeling when they walk in the room? Drew Brees. Right, like there are yep. dudes who can enter a room and make everyone want to be the best version of themselves. Correct. Now, maybe Devontae Adams feels that's Aaron Rodgers. Maybe mm-hmm. he does. Rodgers has made a lot of good receivers, has helped make a lot of good receivers who are not first round picks, obviously, right? I just notice that Aaron Rodgers teams underperform in the playoffs compared to the regular season. So I cannot invoke Whoa. the name Michael Jordan when when talking about him. Whoa. He just realized that Aaron Rodgers' teams in the postseason don't perform up to snuff that Max Kellerman, uh, I believe, from KJM this morning, correct? Correct. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Drew Brees probably isn't a great example considering he lost the locker room uh, heading into one of his later seasons, but that's for another story. Well, and he's only got one Super Bowl win. Yeah. So he also hasn't performed uh, up to snuff uh, come playoff time. So if it's not Michael Jordan, what athlete in sports history would you compare Aaron Rodgers to? 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. We'll continue to take your responses as well for who is more responsible for 11 and 10 Aaron Rodgers postseason record. Josh from Madison chimes in. It says Aaron Rodgers is the NFL version of KD. Uber-talented, toxic teammate, arrogant, and failure in the big games. I don't know if I would go with KD as a failure in big games. <laughs> He's a two-time finals MVP. I don't know if I would call him a toxic teammate. Um, He's a really, really that's, that's bad. That's a bad one. They're both independent thinkers, so I guess, I guess that makes sense. Um, what about Barry Bonds, Greg? Ooh, Barry Bonds is a good one, Joshy. Uh, save for the steroids, Aaron Rodgers' drugs are more of uh, <laughs> are more of the psychedelic nature. Um, but Barry Bonds was an all time talent. Uh, I think the difference is the, the difficulty of comparing him to a baseball player is that football uh, quarterbacks in football, Josh, I believe, have a greater impact on wins than individual position players in baseball do. Even in the postseason, there, I mean, at some point, like you know, you could walk Barry Bonds three times and put him on base, um, but ultimately, he's not going to have the same effect on his team's performance as Aaron would have on his teams. But I do well, like the response: eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven. <laughs> 76 keep them cooking here what do you got Benny well I just the, the whole thing's hogwash to me like you, you you can't do this you like the fact that there's even a conversation about comparing a football player to a basketball player there's no measuring up what a football player at the quarterback position can do versus one guy who can be a superstar and take their team to NBA finals like Le- LeBron did seven straight seasons in the East because you can have a bigger impact as a basketball player than you can as a quarterback. What about Kevin What about Kevin Garnett? Uh, Kevin Garnett, one of the great power forwards of all time, only won one championship with the help of some friends. Aaron won his championship with the help of some veterans as well. Uh, but KG and all timer, first ballot Hall of Famer, only one ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. but not the most. Ta- well, not not a top 
25 even, I'd say, player of all time. Now that's debatable. Uh, it I might th- be debatable, but I Aaron Rodgers is in my top 25. Aaron Rodgers is debatably the top in the top five of quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but yeah, power forwards? But again, we're power t- for, if you're going by position, though, is Aaron a top 10 NFL player of all time? Possibly. So now we're comping quarterbacks to power forwards. Well, I'm, I'm saying if you're going to comp, you have to comp position or all time. You comped I did comp KG as an all time, like across all positions, and then you comped Rodgers only in the quarterback position, but we're getting distracted. 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-3776. 262 agrees. Says MJ comprises 20% of a basketball starting lineup. Rodgers makes up less than 5% and isn't even on the field half the time. But to answer the question... Don't forget about special teams now, too. Mike... Trout. Mike Trout's an interesting one. Very interesting. His war is historic. That's wins above replacement for those counting at home. A lot of MVPs. Uh, He's got the MVPs. He is known as the greatest baseball player of his generation, and yet he has trouble winning. See, where the comp fails is Aaron is a winning quarterback. He wins in the regular season. He tends to to knock out in the postseason. James Harden might be a a decent comparison. Chris Paul could be a decent comparison. Chris Paul's never won one, though. It is true, and Aaron has won one, as we know. Tim, despite my my point here, says James Harden, gaudy regular season numbers, nine TDs, eight INTs, and NFC Championship games for our guy, Aaron Rodgers. That Tim in Milwaukee. Thank you, Tim. Matt in Fort Atkinson says Randy Moss. Ryan in Sheboygan says Deion Sanders. I mean, if you're going to compare him to another NFL player, I think Peyton Manning is the comp. Like, I do think Peyton Manning is by far the comp. How would you read the name on the screen? Uh, 800-990-3776. Let's take a trip over to the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. Get old. Amaya from Madison. Welcome to Scalzo and Brussels. We're presented by Bud Light. Did I get it right? Yes, sir. You got it right. What do you got for us, Amaya? Uh, I'm going a little different. I, you guys are doing football, basketball. I'm going hockey. I'd I love say it. he's Alex Ovechkin. Ooh, All-time I... talent. Plenty of playoff failures. Can't take away the one stand the cup. He's got a Stanley Cup. I mean, he's got the one Stanley got Cup. Got the accolades, got the individual achievements. Postseason was tough for a long time. Uh, you know, they're in the country's great capital of Washington, D.C. And, uh, and, and I like that one a lot. I think hockey's a pretty good comp, too, because if you're a star player, you do have significant. I don't think as much any individual hockey player has as much to do with his team's success as an NFL quarterback, but you still have more to do, I believe, for your overall team success than uh, your uh, th- than baseball players do. If you would like drinking success, I got that for you. Cedar Ridge Distillery, Distiller of the Year in 2017. And they host and boast the John Barleycorn Society Best American Single Malt, an award that they won two years in a row. And uh, look, coming soon, working on the details. I know I keep saying it. It's getting close. The bottles are getting into your cities in Madison, in Milwaukee. We got the Cedar Ridge private barreled pick by Greg Scalzo and Ben Brust. Shh, Josh DiMaggio was in my place, but he picked a good one. Uh, the Cedar Ridge private barreled bourbon and rye whiskeys coming soon to you. I will let you know when. 
officially and go buy some. You can also just buy Cedar Ridge right now at your favorite ro- local retailer. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. I can't wait for the Scalzo and Bruss whiskey and bourbon to come out because it is delicious and we did it for you, the Scalzo and Bruss family. Again, we will have more details to you out here shortly. Uh, we'll be back in two minutes. We want more of your Aaron Rodgers comparisons. What athlete across all of sports history would you compare him to? Plus... It's National Banana Split Day. Your best ice cream Sundays will hit it all. It's Scalzo and Bruss presented by Bud Light.